Welcome to the Holden Village Podcast. Holden is a community of education, programming, and worship located in the remote wilderness of the Cascade Mountains. These snapshots provide a glimpse into the learnings taking place in our community. Let's tune in to this week's highlight. Well, I am so happy to be returning to Holden. I've had a wonderful history here, and I'm excited to, uh, to get that chance to teach. I first came to Holden way back in the middle 80s with a theme called Rainbow on the Mountain. And uh, I'm a white guy from Minnesota who teaches African-American literature at Augustana College and have now for 50 years. Uh, I just retired. So I'm excited to be at Holden. I can remember uh, a long time ago working on my graduate degree as this white guy from Minnesota who went to an undergraduate school that was primarily white as well. And my teacher in grad school referred to a black writer, and I turned to my friend next to me who was black, and I said, who's he? And I had never heard of Richard Wright. And I was done with a master's degree, uh, working on a PhD, and here's one of the great leaders in African-American literature in America, and I had never heard of him. That's a kind of shock awareness, a kind of uh, vision for me, a consciousness for me, uh, into institutional racism that this was the structure and this is what you had to know and you didn't have to know the black writers. Well, it changed my life and I've brought that change to Holden. Uh, I did that uh, first year, I think it was 1987, when uh, again, the theme was Rainbow on the Mountain and it was about diversity and and acceptance and uh, understanding oppression in our history and so on. And and I'm back again now, still doing the same thing. I've uh, had three sessions on African-American literature and the goal there, I think, is to raise consciousness, to understand that we have a role individually and that we have a role as individuals to play in the institutions we belong to as well. So uh, for me, it was, uh, I can't do anything in the, in the law department. I can't do anything in the uh, structures of cities and the organization of cultures and, and different uh, parts of different cities, but I can teach. So I thought, that's what I've got to do. And uh, we've had a great session so far at Holden. We've had three sessions on African-American literature. And I think uh, our consciousness has been raised. Uh, We all asked the question, why didn't I know that? Or we asked the question, who decided for me? What's important for me to know? And uh, I think the discussions we have at the village about that, that just, again, raises consciousness And once consciousness is raised, then the goal is to really develop a a passion. And if that passion goes through different kinds of services, if it goes through the love of the literature that we teach, we read poetry by black authors, we read fiction by black authors, and it's all then beginning to understand, no matter who we are, that the black experience, the African-American experience in America is different. From the, from the experience by people with privilege, people with, that don't even have to ask the questions about what nationality am I or uh, what race am I. So we've had that already. And I think my other goal as a teacher is to just understand in the guts, not necessarily in the head, though if it starts in the guts, it goes to the head. What literature does, it, it, it creates a kind of empathy a kind of understanding that if it touches your heart, and it does, it's good literature. When it touches your heart, it changes you. And you're eager to look at 
all people with different eyes. You're eager to try to understand other people's stories. Holden's a great place to do that because that's why people come here. Once, my first time ever coming here, somebody said, I said, why am I going to Holden? He said, I know why you're going there. You're going to make your heart bigger. And that's what happens as we engage in literature. And this afternoon, I'm excited to engage in poetry that'll make as many times as I've done it. It'll happen to me, and it'll happen to the people in the class that will make our hearts bigger. And that's a joy. If there is a bottom line to literature, and I guess the way to say it is that there are a lot of bottom lines, but one of them, as our consciousness rises and our empathy rises, we begin to understand, I think, the complexity of love and how powerful it is. It indeed is the most powerful force in the universe. And I'm thinking of the things we teach, and at the end of Toni Morrison's brilliant novel, The Song of Solomon, uh, the character's last words are, I wish I'd have known more people, because if I'd have known more, I'd have loved more. And three centuries before that, Wordsworth, and it's a poem we're discussing this afternoon, has a line in one of his poems that says, his heart has been broken because his son moved into town. No anger, just decided to venture out, and he misses his son. And he says, the poem says, uh, there's a comfort in the strength of love, will make a thing endurable, else which would overset the brain or break the heart. And it happens in fiction, it happens in poetry, it happens in memoirs, it, it happens in any time we're deeply engaged. Some kind of love happens, some kind of healing really happens. And then there's those, again, those wise words from, from Wordsworth, there's a comfort in the strength of love. To make, again, and now I'm taken away from his poem, all those powerful things that hit us, those hard hits and those kicks in the teeth we get in life. Love, here he is again, to make a thing endurable, else which would overset the brain or break the heart. And he deals in that poem with the loss of the absence of his son. And but he's okay. And in the novels we read, it's about that. And my introduction to every literature piece I do is always this. Maya Angelou tells us we survive in an exact relationship to the dedication of our poets. And she's just talking about poets and writers and preachers and anybody that tells the truth. And we survive in their dedication, whether it's the press and it's journalism or it's poetry and it's fiction. We read, we see truth, we survive. We learn to love in, in ways that are just beyond anything we ever thought we could. And that happens. It happens to me every time I teach, and I hope it happens to every class I, I encounter. I'm thinking of another statement, really, about uh, love in another African-American novel. It's in the bookstore. Alice Walker's The Color Purple. She has this line, it pisses God off if you pass by the color purple in a field somewhere and don't notice it. And the whole theme of the book is, what's purple? Uh, and we don't see purple. We see, uh, in, in that book, there's relationships that are really unconventional. And if they're unconventional, they're criticized, they're fought against, they're restrained, they're ostracized. And the good things in the relationships, like sacrificial love, like attention, like uh, self-sacrifice, 
like service. I didn't notice that. All I noticed was what that uh, you didn't wear your hat right or didn't go to the right church. Well, all those sacrificial acts of love, they're purple. It's the, I coach and I've coached for 50 years. What the world looks at is wins and losses and records and time, I coach track and times and heights and distances. And we have a t-shirt that says, celebrate life and the times and the heights and the distances will take care of themselves. Celebrating life is the purple. It's the kid who loves doing it. He might not be very good, but we celebrate it. and we see, He's purple and we see him and value him. And, uh, literature does that too. If you want to hear it, it's a short poem. And it's Robert Frost talking about the, the beauty and the simple things that are beyond the practical, beyond the institutionalized. And it, it's, here's a short poem. I'm going out to clean the pasture spring. I'll only stop to rake the leaves away and I wait to watch the water clear I may. I shan't be gone long. You come too. I'm going out to fetch the little calf that's standing by the mother. It's so young it totters when she licks it with her tongue. I shan't be gone long. You come too. That's what he wants to share. Don't help me reconcile my credit card. Don't help me buy a used car. Don't help me with the dishes. Don't help me clean house. Let's go out and stir up the leaves off this pond that doesn't need to have the leaves stirred off. They've been fine for decades. And then we'll sit and watch the water clear. That's you come to. That's what he wants to share. It's an awesome statement of love and sharing and connectedness to what's really important. And it relates back to Toni Morrison. If I'd have known more, substitute people for just stop there. If I'd have known more, I'd have loved more. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to view the links in the description for more information or visit our website to find out more about the village. We hope you will make a pilgrimage to Holden. Blessings and peace to you.